Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the All of You Whole podcast, hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Go ahead and hit that pause button and then the plus button to subscribe to this show so you get more impactful content each and every week. We would also love it if you would leave a five-star rating and review. This helps people you and I don't even know find the show. And lastly, please share an episode you love with whoever you can. Sharing is caring, and that's how we continue to grow. And as always, I am forever grateful for your support. Today on the show, we chat with Rebecca Petrick of Happy Place Healing. Becca is a certified Reiki Master Practitioner. We are talking all about Reiki, and if you're feeling hesitant, let me just tell you, I really think that Becca is going to take away that hesitation for you. I know that especially if you come from a Christian background, you can have some healthy hesitations about different practices, different healing modalities, and Becca is actually a Christian herself and talks to us all about how she feels like she is using God's healing power, and she is the conduit of that healing healing. I learned so much from Becca, and I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. If you want to book a session with Becca, go to happyplacehealing.com. Without further ado, let's chat with Becca. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. I'm so honored to be with you today. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. So first, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are? Yes, I'm a Kiwi. I'm from New Zealand. And about 10 years ago, I left New Zealand to travel around Asia and traveled for some years with my husband at the time, uh, then came to the States and have been living in Portland for the last seven years. I grew up in a very strict Catholic environment, went to a Catholic school, was taught by nuns. And then when I left primary school, I was just doing my own thing until I moved to another part of New Zealand. So I lived on the North Island of New Zealand and then I moved to another part of New Zealand and I just felt like I really wanted to reconnect with my faith and I started going to church again and it really resonated with me. And then I was going through a lot of learning and changing within the church and I learned so much. And I've always known that I wanted to help people heal in some way. And I always Mm. knew that would be with my hands. And while I was doing that in a church environment, I came to the realization that there's just so many people that are hurting, that need Mm. help, that need healing. Not everyone resonates with a religious setting or a specific environment to do that in. And I wanted to be able to reach everybody Mm. So that's when I decided to train to be a Reiki practitioner, a Reiki master. And I went through two years of training in New Zealand to do that. And then I found what I guess you would say was my calling Mm. and started working with women one-on-one, healing and coaching. Reiki became a huge part of my life. And I've taken that with me as I've come over to the States. Since COVID, it's changed because everything's virtual now. And I do a lot of remote Reiki sessions, which is wonderful too. 
But so that's a little bit about me. I have a French bulldog called Taco and he's, oh. I have to mention him because he's like the love of my life. I love it. Yeah. So I'm a Kiwi living in America and yeah, I'm just loving it over here. I love it so much. So obviously today we're talking all things Reiki. Yeah. And there are so many people, like I told you, I polled my community, 30% had done Reiki before, 70% hadn't, and I also haven't, so I'm excited to learn yes. more about this today. For those of us who don't know much about this practice, can you just mm -hmm. give us a basic overview? How would you describe Reiki? Yeah, so Reiki is a form of energy healing, and it isn't a religion. It's, it's an alternative healing practice, and it's mm -hmm. basically the laying on of hands or hands very close to the body to release any blockages mm -hmm. and it could be spiritual, emotional, mental or physical problems throughout your body. And so what it does is it just helps get everything flowing again because yeah. when we have emotional stress or physical stress, it creates blockages and problems and the Reiki just really helps get everything flowing again. Yeah. I like to describe it to people as it's universal life energy. Some people mm -hmm. will relate that to God, to Jesus. Everyone has their own beliefs and that's fine because Reiki is, like I said, it's not a religion. It is a healing practice. And so all I am really is the conduit for the healing to take place. Mm. And whether that's remotely or in person, yeah, no, that's super cool. So Does that kind of explain it? Oh, yeah. No, that's that was my understanding too. Yeah. And I feel like we'll get more into what you're yes. actually doing. But one question that I feel like is interesting that I actually got a lot when I asked, what questions do you have about Reiki? People asked, how is Reiki different than traditional massage? And mm -hmm. I think that's interesting because I feel like they're actually not really similar. <laughs> Right? Not at all. Not at all. So yeah. I feel like people pair them in their brains, but tell us yes. how they're very different, actually. So with a massage, someone's hands are touching you at all times and they're physically working on your body on a physical level to promote healing. With Reiki, I'm working on you on a spiritual level to promote mm. healing. Yeah. And at no time are my hands actually physically touching you. They're slightly above you. And everyone has a chakra system that goes right throughout their body. And mm -hmm. I focus on laying my hands very close to your chakra system. Mm. And then I'm able to pick up or ensure it where there may be blockages uh, or mm. areas that need healing. And sometimes people will come and messages will come through for them. Sometimes it's just mm. information for me to know where to go for the healing. Yeah. But so it's not, you're not actually physically touching the person and you're not focusing so much on sore muscles and things like right. that. You're focusing yes. on emotional and mental and sometimes physical issues too. Like for example, I have a lot of cancer patients, but mm. I'm not working on them in a physical sense. Yeah. No, that's super cool. Where did this practice of Reiki really originate? Like how much do we really know about the history, the roots, and where it came from? So it's an ancient Japanese tradition, healing technique. That were, I can't remember the year that it originated, but it's very old. Yeah. And a really well-known healer in Japan just started it. And then through attunements, passed it along. 
down the line through other healers. And I just feel with Reiki, it's something that you just know you're supposed to do. So it finds you in a sense. And then you go through your training. There are many different types of Reiki. So there's Mm. Shambhala Reiki, which is where you put your hands everywhere and there's no set rhythm. With me, I utilize the Yusui method of Reiki. So I'm definitely focusing on the chakra system. Yeah, it's just, it originated in Japan and it's been used for a long time as an alternative healing practice. And many people find great success to it if you're open to it. That's like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything else. It's yes. funny because you described kind of your Catholic upbringing. I'm personally a Christian and I find that in the healing realm, there are a lot of people who are hesitant to different things. And oh, I agree. I've even... Oh, I, and I am too. <laughs> I love it. So it's funny because even when I was living in Savannah, Georgia, 10 years ago, I remember I was like doing yoga all the time. And I had a fellow Christian tell me that like yoga was from the devil and yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, bad and all these things. And so I feel like people can be very hesitant most yes. of the time, either to things that they don't quite understand or maybe things that came from a different tradition than their own. So if I'm Christian and this practice has Hindu roots, then I'm really skeptical of it for whatever reason. Have you met that resistance doing Reiki? Do you feel like some people are pretty hesitant? Yes. And particularly in the United States, I have, but everyone that has had a session ends up feeling so differently afterwards Mm. and it is the fear of the unknown and I I identify as Christian. I'm definitely a believer and and so I'm not someone that's really in a certain box or category because Mm. I'm a Christian that also practices Reiki but I think that it really depends on where you're getting your healing from and you know that God's the healer and you're just a conduit for the healing to take place, then you're not yeah. taking the credit for anything. Mm. You're just helping facilitate he- healing. And, you know, in churches, there are hands-on healers and yeah. there yeah. are prophets. And it's, so that was like what I was explaining. And at my church, I was doing the hands-on healing part of it, but I wanted to be able to reach more people because some people aren't going to feel comfortable going to church and vice versa. So I think it is a case of finding the right person that has good, clean energy that aligns with your values and your beliefs and giving it a try. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, yes, I understand the importance of kind of like vetting what you're doing. I'm definitely not out here doing all things all the time. But at the same time, I think there's a middle ground, whereas uh, sometimes people can be like really over hesitant. And then sometimes people can have a free for all and maybe typically somewhere in the middle is the way to go. So yeah, so for people who have never experienced this, seen it, Can you describe like actually what you're doing during a Reiki session? Because I've seen lots of different examples of Reiki. Like you're saying there's different styles. I've seen some people incorporate maybe crystals or different tools or ASMR and sounds and stuff like that. And I'm sure it differs. I'm sure every single session is different and it differs greatly based on the person and it's very individual. But can you give us like a general overview? 
Yes. And I just wanted to recap on what we were talking about before. I think it's really important for people to understand that Reiki is not a religion and it's not, it it shouldn't be defined as such. And it is complementary to anyone's personal beliefs and saying that as a Christian, I do identify with God as the healer more Mm. so than some other practitioners. And I think that no one is better than the other and no one is more right than the other I think certain people are going to resonate more with certain people that's all it is so it's just about finding the right person that fits you yeah that's great but so explaining Reiki basically what I do is if it's in person I'll have someone lay down on a Reiki bed for me on their Mm -hmm. back with their eyes shut and their hands and arms uncrossed so Mm. that it doesn't affect the flow of the energy yeah then I will silently ask permission Mm. to do the Reiki session on the person nothing can happen without someone's consent then what happens is that I lay my hands very gently on top of their energy field their body Mm. and I go down slowly so I start with the crown chakra and then I go right down through the whole chakra system with my hands just very slightly above them as I'm doing that I'm picking up Anything that could be going on with a person, whether it's emotional, physical, mental, Mm. and especially as women, there's so much stuff that comes up around the heart chakra because Mm -hmm. we hold on to so many emotions. There's past traumas, there's heartbreaks, there's disappointments, there's grief, there's anxiety, loneliness. So always, especially with women, the heart chakra is a major one. I spend a lot of time on that area. Yeah. And then I just intuitively spend longer on the areas that I feel need the most healing. So the the session will go for around 45 minutes where I'm Mm. just laying my hands on the person. There might be music playing in the background. Mm. Uh, And then oftentimes they'll fall asleep, which is perfect because When you're asleep, your mind's not in the way and you're more open and receptive because it's our mind that can start freaking us out about things. And it really is just supposed to be a wonderful, supportive thing to do that is only going to have beneficial results. At the end of the 45 minutes, I close off the Reiki energy. Then I usually just gently wake them up. And then I'll discuss with them the session, give them a glass of water, go over everything that I've picked up. And that's about it. And then also with the remote Reiki, which is what I predominantly do now since COVID, I have the clients send me a picture and I use visualization and also intent and my thoughts to send the healing to that person so it's the same they lay down on their back with their arms and legs uncrossed in a quiet space where they won't be disturbed Mm -hmm. and I for that 45 minutes send them the healing yeah and afterwards I have a conversation with them about what came up during the session and we go from there yeah okay so the remote part is crazy to me like yeah it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mind blower. <laughs> sure. But also like to be totally honest with you, the other day, my son who is almost eight was like, mom, how does the internet work? And I was like, I love it. To be totally honest with you, I have absolutely no idea. Like, I don't know how the waves get places. Like, I have no idea. And so the yeah, concept, I'm a bit challenged. Yeah. So the concept of healing Like, how does it get, if you're in Savannah, Georgia, currently, I'm in Denver, Colorado, like, how does it get here? Is it just because it's connected? Yes. So everything's connected and everything Mm -hmm. is energy. Uh, And 
So when you're sending out uh, an intent and visualization and you're looking at that person, you're looking at that picture, it manifests and mm. it, it creates an atmosphere. And a lot of people can be skeptical about, especially remote Reiki. Yeah. But what I would say is just have one session and see how you feel about it. Yeah, try because, it out. Yeah, because it does seem strange you're not there in person, but Reiki is a spiritual practice. Mm. It's energetic healing. So there's no difference between if I'm looking at you virtually online now mm. or if you're in the room with me because we are all connected. So yeah. through my thought and my intent, I can get that straight to you the same as I could if you were on a Reiki table in my living room. It's yeah, crazy. It is. And it's, that's how you talk to God. That's how you connect yeah, with Jesus. That's true. It's yeah. through your visualization, your mm. prayer time and your intent. Yeah. It's, and we don't even know where he is. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. And it does make me think like in a yoga session at the beginning, if they're like set an intent for this practice, or we're going to create a lot of good energy today. And at the end, send that energy to someone that you love that you yes. feel like that needs it. And it honestly never occurred to me that actually worked. Like, you know, yes. like I, it felt like I'm having positive thoughts towards this person, but it sounds like what you're saying is I actually probably did send them you positive did. energy you and did. like that you I did. had created. So that's super cool. Okay. We've talked a lot about kind of the mechanisms of Reiki, but what do you feel like are the benefits of Reiki? And whether it's like the benefits, but also like type of people that can really benefit, or you mentioned cancer patients, even any specific conditions that can really benefit. So what do you see the benefits being? Reiki is just so incredibly healing. Yeah. And so whatever your issue is, whether it's emotional, physical, spiritual, it's going to work on balancing out those uh, those conditions that you have. Many yeah. of my clients have just gone through a breakup uh, or they're having problems in their relationships and they're mm. feeling depressed. They're not sleeping well. They're lacking in energy. They're lacking confidence. They're feeling disconnected to who they really are. Yeah. And so then the Reiki just goes through and balances out all of, because that's probably they're spending too much time in their higher chakras, you know, in their head area. And yep. we need to get more in their lower chakras. They need to get more grounded. They need to go outside and connect with nature, walk on the grass barefoot. Reiki will really help to connect your lower and your upper chakras. Mm. A lot of cancer patients have Reiki. And obviously, we would never claim to heal cancer ever. Right. But it can really help with your pain management, with your anxiety. Yeah. I have a Reiki client that I've had for years that has cancer and she said it's just been a game changer for her. Wow. And she is in remission, which we would never claim that's the Reiki, obviously. Right. But it's going to benefit it's going to benefit and hopefully reduce your symptoms, help lower blood pressure. Mm. A lot of women that have had tragedies in their life, like mm. miscarriages or deaths in the family, and they just yeah. overcome with grief. Yeah. You're just so many things, nightmares, trouble sleeping, not being mm. able to sleep, a sense of isolation and separation, particularly since COVID. COVID has created so much uh, isolation and separation and depression throughout the right, world. For sure. And then... Having a Reiki session can just make you feel so much calmer, more balanced. You're starting to sleep better. You're allowing the good energy and you're feeling like everything's flowing better. Yeah, I love that so much. So when you mentioned going through the chakras, you're intuitively 
aware of what's happening in that chakra for that person, is there any clearing out or Mm -hmm. pulling in certain things and bringing out certain things? I will never pull anything into the person. It's all about allowing God really to do the work and healing whatever needs to be healed and getting rid of stuff that needs to go. And I keep going back to the heart chakra, but it's such a big one for my female clients. So for example... I'll have a client that has had a miscarriage Mm. and she'll come see me for a session and she'll just start crying uncontrollably. Mm. That is the grief coming up out of her body so that it's no longer affecting her on a physical, because, you know, if we can't get things out emotionally, it's going to manifest physically. Yes. So that is that grief coming up and out of her body. So she's able to get rid of it and start the work on healing Mm. from it so that she can go about her daily life. That's why a lot of ladies will have strong emotions after a session, may feel super tired. And if you feel super tired and just lethargic, like you can't do anything, that's the best. That's when you know you've had really deep healing work. And then you just need to wrap yourself up with cotton wool, be kind to yourself, drink lots of water to get rid of the toxins that have come up during the session. So it's never about putting in, but it is about Mm. releasing what is not there for your highest good. And like I said, I'm not the healer, but I'm a conduit for the healing to take place. No, I love that. And then that also reminded me, like there's Eastern thoughts about the connections of certain organs in our body and certain emotions that that they're connected with. And so I'm curious if you ever have any experience with like, I was really stuck on the throat chakra today. I felt this and this. And they're like, oh yeah, I have Hashimoto's. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. All the time. All the time. What? All the time. It That's is crazy. crazy. The, the synchronicities. And every time that I do a session, I always say, God, please show me what I need to see and mm-hmm. able to help this person for their highest good. So then I know whatever information is coming through is to benefit them in some way. So I, I will often go be going through the chakras and I'll stop at a certain area and I'm feeling a major blockage and then I'll talk to them about it or intuitively I'll be told what's going on and they'll say, yeah, I had such and such happen. It's a very spiritual thing and really I just I still get blown away by it It, for me it's such a meaningful and rewarding way to spend my life yeah especially just like that intuitiveness that you believe comes from God just I'm sure it blows people away. It's like prophecy to me we had exactly we had a prophet that came to our church and talked to me and Chaz and prophesied over our lives and our two pastors were there and we I couldn't stop laughing because he'd be like Chaz you're good at this and this is how you are and you're gonna do this and you need to be careful about this and it was all you could not have known Right. Like the only way right. you could have known was oh, no. like, and yes. our, and we're really close with our pastors and they kept laughing. Yeah, that's totally Caroline. Like it'll blow your mind. And so that Absolutely. spiritual aspect is super cool to me. Yeah. And just that, that you are this conduit that you're hearing things. And that also brings me comfort, right? Like it's not just a human doing yes. a human practice. It really is a spiritual experience. Very much so. How long? I'm sure you could do one session on somebody, but do you have set packages or not necessarily packages, mm-hmm. but do you, do you want to see Courses. someone for a certain yeah. amount of time before yeah. they see like true results or how many Reiki yeah. sessions are really like needed for someone? Yes. 
Yeah, so what I typically do with someone that hasn't had Reiki before is I recommend that they just have one session with me to see Mm. how they like it and uh, if it benefits them and they want to continue with it. Then after that, I have a follow-up discussion with them. And I always recommend that um, people have weekly sessions for the Mm. first one to two months, Mm. depending on what their issues are or what they're wanting to work on or improve in their life. Then after that, one to two months, we reassess where they're at. They typically go down to bi-weekly sessions for Mm. another one to two months. And then after that, I have clients that continue having weekly sessions indefinitely because they just love it. Yeah. Then I have clients that will have them once a month after that. And then I have clients that will just contact me as needed mm-hmm. after that. But that first couple of months is really important because Reiki it stays active for up to seven days. So if you're doing it oh. weekly then you're keeping yourself topped up. And also it's like peeling back an onion. So the healing happens layer by layer. Reiki is such a gentle form of energy healing. It's not invasive at all. So it does happen over time. And the more you have it, the more benefits you're going to feel, especially Mm. if you're open and you're feeling safe and you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And they'll have ladies that'll say, oh my God, I just, I felt so happy today and I haven't felt that way for such a long time. Or I'll have ladies say, oh, I just couldn't stop crying today, but in a good way because they were releasing all this old stuff that was Mm -hmm. just dragging them down internally. So yeah, that first couple of months is super important. And like I said, everyone is a case by case basis and you have to do what you're comfortable with. But uh, I always recommend at least two months. Yeah, no, that's really good to know. So I like to ask this about any healing modality because I think it's important. But is there anyone for whatever reason who should not try Reiki? The only reason that I would say you may feel like you're wasting your time as if you're not open to it. Right. It's still going to benefit you. You're still actually going to get the emotional, physical benefits from it, spiritual benefits from it. But if you're not open to it, then yeah. there's just absolutely no point booking a session because right. you should you go find something that, you, that resonates mm. with you. It is such a positive and safe healing modality that it does benefit everyone. It's just that not everyone is going to feel drawn to a certain thing. Mm. So you just need to find your thing. Yeah, that's a good point. It's interesting. You said at the beginning that you ask for permission, even silently. So is there ever a time that the person's energy and body is hell no? Yeah, there has been a couple times and then I won't perform the Reiki. And there's also, there's been times where these are people that their relatives have booked them in for a session because they really need it, but they're not actually aware of it. So then I will, before I go in, ask for permission. And there has been times where the the person on a spiritual level has said they haven't consented to it. And then, so I will not do Reiki for that person. So then you say, I'm sorry, but this isn't going to work out. You're not open to this. Then I go back to my client and I say, that's really a beautiful thought that you had to help this person, but they're actually not open to it. So we can't go ahead. But it's happened maybe three times and the people have had major stuff going on and they're just not ready. We're all on a journey and we're all on individual journeys. We're all in different parts of our journey and maybe not everyone is supposed to have Reiki as part of their journey or they're not ready or willing to have the help. Yeah. Did you have to say to the person... I can't move forward. And how do they respond? 
So that's only happened once with someone that has come to me for Reiki. Uh, the other couple of times has been when the client has booked for a family member or a friend that they know really needs it, but for whatever reason isn't yeah. doing it themselves or hasn't been open to doing it themselves. Because most of the time what will happen is their family member or friend may not be aware of it on a conscious level, but they are very willing and receptive to it on a spiritual level and yeah. benefits them and everyone around them sees the benefits. But on the odd occasion, there has been times where the person has just been like, no. And so yeah. then I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go ahead, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting that you say that because I had a friend who is like really going through something intense and I have a friend who does energy work. And I told that friend, I have this friend and she said, I tried and she's yes. not at all open. And so I didn't do anything even remotely. And yes. that's so interesting to me. But also it was like not shocking at all. Yes. <laughs> I was like, you should try, but I bet it's not going to work. And she's no, definitely not, which yes. is interesting. So I feel like there are tutorials and lots of information about how to do Reiki even on yourself. So mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like we all have spiritual gifts and mm -hmm. I, I do feel like we all have them. I think though that if you're practicing something like Reiki, it's really important to get proper training right? because you don't want to be just going and working on people without having that training and also for your own protection you don't yeah. want to be transferring energy between you and a stranger that you haven't been trained to protect yourself and to protect mm. that person I took two years which is a long time but I really wanted to make sure that I had nailed it and had it to a place where I felt very comfortable and very confident working on anyone I think they're in the spiritual area I think there are a lot of people out there that do lots of different things and I just think it's really important to do your homework and while we all do have the ability to heal ourselves and we all have spiritual gifts I think with Reiki it's really important to yeah get the training not only for the clients but also for yourself I think if you want to try it within a church setting or any other way maybe it's different but I think with things like this where you're going to someone and putting your trust in them yeah it needs to be something that can be backed up yeah no totally agree that's why I wanted to ask you because I'm like I don't it's not exactly the same, but I personally am always like, I want to go to a professional. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not going to sell my house myself. I'm not going to exactly. do surgery on myself. And I also yeah. don't want to lay hands on myself and try to do some stuff and really shake some things up that I didn't want right. to <laughs> And interesting you say that because I won't give myself Reiki oh. and it's not because of anything negative, but because I also want to go to a professional and if I'm helping people, then I also need to be topped up too. Right. And there are a lot of people in, that work in the spiritual area that may not resonate with you. And then yeah. it's not going to be good for you to be getting energy healing from that person. I mm -hmm. think making sure that um, someone has really clean energy and that they resonate with you and your belief system and it just feels good is so important. Yeah. That you have a good experience. No, I totally agree. So when someone's looking for someone to do Reiki healing on them, Mm -hmm. What do you feel like they need to look for? Clearly, like that connection is really important, but you can't mm. necessarily know that 
from like a website or something. Mm -hmm. But like you're a Reiki master. Do you feel like Mm -hmm. that's an important designation or what would you tell people to look for? So the only difference between a Reiki master and a Reiki practitioner is that I can teach other people to be Reiki practitioners. I I can go through the training with them. So it doesn't, I don't think it matters whether you're a Reiki master or a practitioner. I think as long as you're at a practitioner level. So there's level one where you can perform Reiki on people. Then level two is where you can perform Reiki on people in person, but you can also do remote Reiki. So send Reiki Mm -hmm. by distance healing. And then the level three, the master level is where you can teach others Reiki. So I don't think it's so much the levels that matter. I think it's making sure that the person that you're considering like you said, the connection is really important and also making sure they're qualified. It can be, it depends on the type of Reiki, but some people, get, they find it very easy to get qualified. They may just do their qualifications online. I don't like that. I think yeah. that is something that's very important to do in person. So yeah, just checking out their credentials, having a discussion with them. And I think that most people will get a good feel for it before they go into a session. You know, I'm just trying not to be too negative about the spiritual community out there, but also trying to convey the message that you just really want to do your homework on who yeah. it is. No, yeah, like, for sure. For me, crystals don't resonate with me. Yeah. And so I would never go to someone that use crystals. I would really be careful with the type of the type of tools that someone uses with the Reiki. Mm. Because I don't that's just for me personally. And I, I wouldn't go, there's a lot of, you can go to tours and it can be like these big communities of people where you can go in and see them and have Reiki and readings and all that kind of stuff. And while that may be fine, someone that resonates with that absolutely doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. So I think on a more clinical setting or someone that you just make sure that you've checked them out. Yeah, no, I think that's really great. Thank you for all of this wisdom about Reiki. It's been so amazing. And now I need to book a session with you. But let me ask you the last question that I ask everybody at the end. So when you're at the end of your life and you are looking back, what does a successful life look like to you? Mm -hmm. So I think for me, a successful life, looking back, if I can say that I impacted people's lives in a positive way, and that I left a positive impact and people felt loved, people felt seen. Women in general felt like their lives were impacted in a positive way, then I'll feel like I had a successful life. For me, Mm. it's not so much about what I have, it's about what I can give and what Mm. I can share with others. So if I feel like I've had a positive impact and I've helped people along the way and I can see the positive effects of that, that will feel like a successful life to me. I love it. Amazing. So if someone wants to book a session with you, where do they go? My website, happyplacehealing.com. You can just go on there and just click the link, send me an email, or you can send me a text as well. And I'll get back to you and go from there. Have a conversation about any questions or concerns that you may have. And we can do that prior to the first session. And then I always reach out afterwards and have a discussion afterwards too. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you so much for being here, Becca. I really appreciated your insight and your knowledge. And also as someone who is also really committed to helping others heal, I really appreciate what you are doing in the world with your Reiki practice. Listeners, if you want to sign up with Becca to get that initial Reiki session that she mentioned, go to happyplacehealing.com and I will see you next week. Thank you.